It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On BYU, your daily BYU Cougars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to you all. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. It is Locked On BYU. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, covering the Cougars for you each and every day. Big game tomorrow, BYU-Wisconsin, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time in Madison at Camp Randall Stadium. Nationally televised audience on ABC expected to be on hand. Massive platform for the Cougars to face off against the sixth-ranked team in the country in the Wisconsin Badgers. The question is, will BYU show up or will they flop? Because BYU's history against Big Ten teams in recent years not named at Michigan State, not so great. I'm thinking most notably of that Michigan loss where they were shut out and didn't seem like they even got off the bus in that game. Wisconsin, of course, will be facing BYU for the second year in a row off the heels of a 40-6 blowout in Provo a year ago. Alex Hornerbrook was absolutely stellar in that game. So today's episode is going to be focused mainly on the Badgers. Talk about Jonathan Taylor. Talk about their vaunted offensive line. Hornerbrook, as we just mentioned. We also need to spend some time on the Wisconsin defense, which is the lesser known of the two sides of the ball when it comes to Wisconsin, but still plenty talented in their own right. Once again, my name is Jacob Hatch, host of the Locked on BYU podcast. Also cover the Cougars for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Pleasure to bring this podcast to you guys. Thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. Please share it with your family and friends if they're interested in BYU athletics. My job here is to make sure that you guys are up to date on everything you need to know with BYU each and every day. Layout of the show for you today. We're going to be previewing Wisconsin. Pretty simple. We'll do the offense here in the first segment. We'll do the defense in the second segment. And then in the third segment, I will give you my score prediction as well as some other quick hits, some of the news that's happening with BYU, most notably the BYU women's volleyball team. Big win last night over Utah. We'll talk about that. So there you go, kind of the layout of the show. Offense here in this first segment and Wisconsin defense in the second segment. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Okay, Wisconsin. When you think of the Wisconsin Badgers, any of you that are college football junkies, what do you think of? Yeah, the rushing attack, power run game, Ron Dane, any of those great running backs they've had in the last 10 to 15 years since Ron Dane. Just an absolutely phenomenal history uh what they hang their hat on is being able to run the ball that's what wisconsin does barry alvarez installed this philosophy when he was the head coach he's now the athletic director and every coach that has succeeded him have carried on the legacy that he he installed recruit big offensive linemen get a decent quarterback Get some wide receivers who can run a little bit, catch the ball, and then get a running back who is stellar and let them run behind this big offensive line. Well, they have a great running back this year. Again, his name is Jonathan Taylor. He faced BYU a year ago. Currently, he is the number one running back in the country. He has rushed for almost 400 yards already through two games this season. He is a legit Heisman Trophy candidate. 
If I were to handicap it, I would say his better chance to win it would be a year from now when he was a junior, but I'm not going to count him out if he has one of those incredible, let's say a 2,000-yard season for the Badgers this year. It starts with that run attack, and Jonathan Taylor, I think he's one of the three best running backs in the college ranks right now. Bryce Love is in that mix, of course, out there at Stanford, and a couple other guys, but I would think that I would think that Jonathan Taylor is in the discussion for the best running back in the country. He, like I said, he's run for almost 400 yards this year. He's coming into this game against BYU on the heels of a career-high day. 33 carries was a career-high against New Mexico a week ago. He ran for 253 yards, which is also a career-high, and scored three touchdowns in that win over the Lobos. Of course, he is aided with an offensive line that, in my opinion, this is just the Jake Hatch opinion, it is the best offensive line in this country in college football right now. I legitimately think that they have five top three-round NFL draft picks starting for them currently. Two of them are no doubters, most likely first-round picks in All-American guard Bo Benchwazel and also All-American tackle David Edwards. They've got two all-conference players in Michael Dieter and Tyler Biedatz, and then a two-year starting guard in John Dietzen. I think all of them will challenge for postseason honors. I think that they are incredible athletes at different positions along that offensive line, and they work together as a unit. There was a great story. I don't remember which national publication put it out. I should have looked this up before I I started talking about this, but it came to me as I was talking. But they actually hold like a court. They just kind of go hang out at a Red Robin in the Madison area and eat burgers and just talk. They're good buddies, they work together as a unit, they eat together as a a unit, and Jonathan Taylor benefits from that. I think this offensive line is going to give BYU fits. The defensive line for the Cougars is going to have to show up and show up big time to slow down this rushing attack. Kalani Satake has said that the key to getting BYU's pass rush going is to slow down the running running game, slow down the rush attack in any given game. This is not the game that I think that they will do it. But that's just me. Uh, We'll see how BYU plays tomorrow. Of course, that offensive line also protects their quarterback. That would be Alex Hornerbrook, a guy that's been maligned for his up-and-down play at times for Wisconsin. Some games he shows out extremely well. Other ones, it seems like he disappears. His game against BYU a year ago was absolutely incredible. He went 18 of 19 against the Cougars, passed for four touchdowns, and looked like a Heisman Trophy candidate. It was absolutely incredible to see what he did against BYU in that 40 to 6 win a year ago. BYU, if they're going to pick their poison in this game, which I think they have to do, is I would bet on Alex Hornerbrook not having a repeat performance like he did against BYU a year ago. But who knows? I didn't expect him to go 18 of 19 a year ago and absolutely torch BYU secondary, but he did it. Of course, he has some passing uh, passing options to pass the ball to. Uh, Danny Davis III was suspended for the first two games of this season against Western Kentucky and New Mexico. Uh, he was suspended 
supposedly for his involvement with an ongoing investigation into fellow wide receiver Quintez Cephas. Cephas um, took a leave of absence in the preseason to deal with sexual assault charges. It came this week that his motion to dismiss the charges was denied and he was ordered to stand trial on those charges. So not a good situation for him. He will not be back on a Wisconsin sideline in the near future, I would guess. But Danny Davis, who really kind of picked up the slack when Cephas was lost for the season a year ago to a broken leg, is back and will make his debut tomorrow against BYU. Davis is really good. I think A.J. Taylor, also a very good very good wide receiver on the opposite side for Wisconsin. Taylor had, in the final five games after Cephas was lost a year ago, Taylor had 17 catches for 244 yards and four touchdowns. The aforementioned Danny Davis had 18 receptions for 248 yards and four touchdowns. So they combined for 500 yards between the two of them in the roughly the final month a year ago. And then also Kendrick Pryor had seven catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. So those three A.J. Taylor, Danny Davis III, and Kendrick Pryor are your main options in the passing game. BYU was really gashed a year ago by Troy Fumagalli, the star tight end for Wisconsin. I guess in a helpful thing for BYU, he is no longer at Wisconsin as he graduated a year ago. So they don't have a tight end that necessarily stands out on film. The wide receivers stand out on film. The quarterback stands out on film. The offensive line especially stands out on film. And oh yeah, they have a star running back. BYU is going to have to pick their poison like I mentioned just a minute ago. I would bet on if you can slow down this rushing attack and make it a game where you have to put it on Alex Hornerbrook's arm, that is BYU's best bet to have a chance in this game, but I'm not holding my breath. I think Wisconsin's offense is far too talented for BYU BYU to shut it down. This will be a game if BYU wins it, they will have to simply outscore the Badgers. That's how I see it. That should be a preview of how Wisconsin lines up on offense. We'll talk about their defense coming up next. But real quick before we go, I need to mention to you guys that the Locked On Network is expanding with college shows. Of course, you know that since you're listening to Locked On BYU. Joining the network this week were Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, they're already covering teams such as the Oregon Ducks, the Penn State Nittany Lions, Alabama Crimson Tide, Arkansas Razorbacks, and the Tennessee Volunteers. Find those shows and more on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. All right, talking about the Wisconsin defense next, this is Locked On BYU. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, I want to take a minute and talk to you about FanDuel here. Of course, the daily leader in fantasy sports. One of my favorite places to play each and every week. It gives me a chance to pick a new team each week in terms of fantasy teams and have fun with it. Of course, FanDuel wants people to win, and they've added more ways to win than ever before in 2018. I want to talk to you guys about some of those options. We'll start off here with Gridiron Pick'em. Users choose winning teams for all of the Sunday games, NFL teams. There are no spreads. It's a pick winners only. 
$10,000 will be split amongst all the top pickers each week. Check that out. You can win some money pretty easy there if you can just pick winners. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups on FanDuel easy for fans of all skill levels. The idea is a responsive, wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you're picking. Finally, I want to talk to you guys about Beat the Score. This is probably my new favorite contest that FanDuel offers. Instead of having to come in a top place amongst a sea of competitors to win, all you have to do to win money is just beat a preset score. Anyone who gets that score wins money. Very simple. Check it out, guys. Should be a lot of fun to play that game. I want you guys to go to FanDuel.com and join me playing there go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on new users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on fanduel so check us out and come play with me at fanduel.com slash locked on Locked on BYU, your team every day. Welcome back. This is Locked on BYU. My name is Jay Catch, host of the podcast here. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your number one local podcast network in the entire United States of America. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. It is a full preview edition of BYU versus Wisconsin tomorrow, mainly focused on what BYU fans can expect to see from the Badgers tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 when things kick off in Madison. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, just as an aside, if you guys are going to this game, I am extremely jealous. I made the trip last time BYU went out to Madison Great trip. It was in November. It was really cold, but I had one of the greatest trips of my life. It was an absolutely phenomenal time in terms of the food, the atmosphere, the people. Wisconsin fans are great. So I'm jealous of each and every one of you who are going to the game um, and enjoy it. Send me pictures. Let me know what you guys think of the experience. Love interacting with you guys. You can hit us up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter feed. Also hit up the show at LockedOnBYU on Twitter. Also on Facebook, go to LockedOnBYU there and let us know what you think. Like the page, help that grow a little bit as well. All right, let's talk about this Wisconsin defense. In my opinion, this Wisconsin defense starts and ends with its linebacking core. Okay, you say, well, there's also defensive linemen in secondary. Yes, there's plenty of talent there for Wisconsin, but I want to bring up a stat, and this is going back to 2017, but it comes from Bill Connolly, and I think it illustrates how good this linebacking core is. Bill Connolly, of course, working for SB Nation, does some incredible work covering all the teams in college football. He does every team an extensive preview of the teams in the lead up to the season and in his preview for Wisconsin which he called simply really good which I have a hard time disagreeing with he said that the linebacking core for Wisconsin consisting of Ryan Connolly TJ Edwards Leon Jacobs Andrew Van Ginkle and Garrett Dooley so there's five guys there they combined for 53 and a half tackles for loss 22 and a half sacks nine interceptions 14 pass breakups and five forced fumbles in 2017 he calls so bill Connolly calls these havoc plays tackles for loss passes broken up forced fumbles he says the the quintet those five guys Connolly, edwards jacobs van ginkle and dooley combined to have those havoc plays a total of 
81.5 was nearly as much as Nebraska's vaunted black shirt defense a year ago who had 84 amongst 11 players. The Wisconsin secondary, like he mentioned, also was close behind had 78 Havoc plays. The headliners in Wisconsin is the offense. We talked about that in the first segment, all the talent there. But there is a lot of talent on this Wisconsin defense, and it's totally fine, in their opinion, being led by Jim Leonard, their defensive coordinator, to be the underwritten about unit. They don't mind that at all. They've got plenty of talent. Like I said, those five linebackers are just great players. Those Havoc plays are absolutely critical for BYU to avoid on offense. Of course, a week ago, Tanner Mangum had two interceptions, and I thought it threw two other ones that should have been intercepted in that, in that loss to Cal. So it'll be critical for him in particular to avoid the disastrous play where you throw a pick. Also, BYU will need to cover up the ball because, like I mentioned, they're, they're going to rip at the ball. They're going to try and turn you over, and I don't blame them one bit. Wisconsin shut down BYU a year ago with only allowing six points. This defense is very, very talented. They're very, very hungry for success, and you can imagine that they're going to get after BYU this this in this game tomorrow. I, I, man, I know I'm painting a pretty bleak picture here for the Cougars. Don't get me wrong. I understand what I sound like when I keep bringing up all this talent for Wisconsin, but I want you guys to understand how good Wisconsin is and how big of a hurdle this will be for BYU to stay in this game and stay engaged. I think is the, is the big, is the big thing. Um, do I expect to see, Zach Wilson in this game, maybe. If it becomes an absolute rout early on, let's say in the first half, Wisconsin rolls up to a 35 to nothing, 35 to 3 lead. The offense for the Cougars looks completely inept. Do I see Zach Wilson getting some looks from the coaching staff? I think they could insert him into this game. But as I said earlier this week on the podcast, I'm still expecting to see Zach Wilson make his debut against McNeese State a week from now. I think the hope for BYU is that the offense led by Tanner Mangum, the rushing attack with Squally Canada and Lopini Katoa have a little bit of a bounce back game from what they had a week ago. The wide receivers catch the ball better, the tight ends also, and this offensive line, which I thought had a great showing in game one, a so-so showing in game two, bounces back with a better showing against Wisconsin's front. It'll be tough, though. Wisconsin has a defensive tackle by the name of Olive Sagapolu. He is a Polynesian kid. Earlier this offseason, there was a video making the rounds on Twitter and social media. He did a standing backflip in the sand on the beach. And for a guy that weighs over 300 pounds, I think they'll list him at 330-plus pounds. That's some athleticism. So... I get it. I know I'm painting a very bleak picture for the Cougars in this game, but the hope is this offense has a bounce-back performance. They come out, and they if they have a similar um, effort level and things break well for them like they did against Arizona for BYU, I think BYU keeps this game respectable. Wisconsin is very, very talented. It'll be a monumental effort if BYU is able to win this game. 
I don't expect him to. I've said that multiple times this week on the podcast, and I know I'm supposed to maybe help you guys feel a little bit better about BYU, but this is a game that BYU is definitely up against it. We'll see what happens tomorrow. If Wisconsin comes out and turns the ball over five times, sure, BYU can win that game. I know Jonathan Taylor has had fumble issues in the past. I think he's lost 11 in his career as a Badger. BYU, of course, will rip at that ball. But BYU has to take care of the ball themselves and also score every time they get on the field with their offense. That includes field goals. Get three or seven every time you're on the field and you'll have a chance to win. Do I expect BYU to get points every time they're on the field? No, but that's got to be the goal. All right, um, we'll take a timeout here. Final segment of the podcast coming up. We'll give you my score prediction. Also hit on some of the other news with BYU Athletics and Quick Hits. This has been Locked on BYU. Real quick before we go, though, I want to remind you guys, it's crunch time for fantasy football, and the Locked on Podcast Network has two podcasts to help you win your league. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get your, where to get advantages in terms of using the waiver wire. And also the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast has now become the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast of experts with daily guests each week to let you know what you need to know when it comes to winning your fantasy football league check out those two podcasts they've already helped me i won my first game a week ago hoping to make it two in a row we'll see how it goes check those podcasts out we'll have more next this is locked on byu it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, ever since I started this podcast and also my daily radio career, people ask me a lot for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on each week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win games, but if you think you know, you should check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. My bookie has been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I want you guys to check out my bookie because if you win, they pay. They've got in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie currently is slammed with new bettors, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m you can get that extra 25 dollars free play by using the promo code on college 25 it's up to you guys but i'd wait until after dinner and take that extra money you play you win you get paid that's my bookie Locked On BYU, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, 
Welcome back. This is Locked On BYU. Once again, thank you for downloading the podcast each and every day and for your continued support. My name is Jay Catch. I'm your host here on the podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is an absolute blast to bring this podcast to you guys. I know I've talked a lot today about Wisconsin and how good they are. Let's put it this way. Wisconsin is a team that I respect deeply. They're a program that has built themselves on being an atypical program. They run things differently than most college football programs. High academics. They run a unique offensive system in this day and age of college football. They're upstanding team for the most part. Quintez Cephas aside, spare me your jokes, but... This program is something I think BYU should espouse to be. And if you heard the comments from Kalani Satake earlier this week on the podcast, that's what he wants to do. He wants BYU to emulate what Wisconsin has going for them. And I think that's an admirable goal. Real quick, some numbers to know about this game coming from the game notes. Wisconsin, they are 11-1 in non-conference games under head coach Paul Christ in his tenure. They've got 10 straight victories. That's a 91.6 win percentage. So BYU's going for, man, drop that percentage below 90%, but man, the odds are long against them. This is the fourth all-time meeting between the Badgers and the Cougars. Wisconsin holds a 2-1 lead in the series. The one win for BYU is when Jim McMahon and BYU went out there in 1980 and beat Wisconsin 28-3. An impressive showing, and of course, the legend of Jim McMahon lives on. Uh, BYU lost the two most recent meetings in Madison the first time, and then also in Provo. There's only been the one home game in Provo a year ago. Wisconsin has also won 20 consecutive regular season games dating back to the 2016 season. More things going against BYU here. Also, Wisconsin has won 41 consecutive home non-conference games dating back to 2003. BYU would be making a lot of history if they were able to upset Wisconsin tomorrow. And then the last note I want to mention here, 700. A win Saturday gives the Badgers their 700th win as a program. They would be the 26th team in NCAA history and the 5th Big Ten team to reach that mark in their all-time football history. So... Lots of things going in this game, and we'll see how it plays out. Before we get to quick hits, let me give you my score prediction. I think BYU will show up. They'll have a better showing than they did a year ago. I honestly feel that. It's not going to be 40-6 to in my opinion. But with this trending towards a 23-point spread, give me the points. That is a massive point spread. I think BYU will show a little bit better than what most people are anticipating, especially the odds makers is what it looks like. I'm going to take this game, Wisconsin 35, BYU 14. I give BYU two touchdowns. They're inside that spread. They cover it, but it's still a three-touchdown deficit, and we'll see if Zach Wilson plays in the game. It'll all kind of depend on how things go. All right, as we wrap things up here, I want to update you guys on some things going on with the other programs at BYU. Of course, last night, the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team, they went out and in straight sets swept rival number 24, Utah, 25-20, 25-14, 25-17. The kind of performance you want to see from a newly crowned top-ranked team in the country. 
So congratulations to the BYU women's volleyball team. They will be on the road tomorrow facing off against Weber State in Ogden. You can catch that match. I believe it's at 2 p.m. at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. It'll be streamed online. You can check that out. BYU is 61-0 all-time against Weber State. Of course, other programs in action. BYU Women's Soccer in action tonight. They're also in Wisconsin. Kind of funny. Greg Rubel will be calling this game. It is going to be a game against Marquette there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Set for a 6 p.m. Mountain Time start. Game will be on BYU Radio. You can check it out there with Greg Rubel on the call before he drives over to Madison tomorrow. Also this weekend, there is a blue and white meet for the men's and women's diving teams at BYU in the new Richards Pool building. You can go check that out. It starts, I believe, at 9 a.m. tomorrow going throughout the rest of the day. Also, men's cross country and women's cross country begin their seasons hosting their home meet, the BYU Autumn Classic. It'll be run on East Bay Golf Course. That starts, I believe, at 9.40 for the women's team. And let's double check. 10.45. Yeah, so 9.40 for the women's team. 10.45 for the men's team at East Bay. Of course, the men's cross country team, one of the top teams in the country should contend for a national title this year and the women's team also very very good just not as quite as highly vaunted so we'll keep you updated on how that goes on Monday's show we'll let you know how each of these teams perform we're finally getting into kind of the heart of the fall sports schedule with a lot more teams in action so we'll keep you updated on when you can catch other BYU sports teams playing Thank you so much once again for downloading the podcast. It's a pleasure to bring it to you guys each and every day. Watch the game tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, kickoff from Madison at Camp Randall Stadium. If you're at the game, you have my jealousy. I've told you that multiple times. It was a great environment. Madison is a wonderful town to visit. I, I really enjoyed my time there when I went out there. So enjoy the game. We'll have a recap edition for you after the game tomorrow evening. And, of course, back on Monday, letting you know what kind of what I saw after re-watching the film a second time. And, of course, throughout the week next week, we'll be getting you ready for the game against McNeese State. We'll see how the Cougars perform tomorrow. My prediction, once again, Wisconsin 35, BYU 14. And this has been Locked on BYU for September 14th, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day